I want to greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and without further ado I want to get into the word of God if you have your bible kindly go to the book of Luke chapter 8 verses 26 through 36 and I will also read it for you Luke chapter 8 verses 26 through 36 Then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes which is opposite Galilee and when he stepped out on the land there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time and he wore no clothes nor did he live in a house but in the tombs when he saw Jesus he cried out fell down before him and with a loud voice he said what have i to do with you Jesus son of most high god i beg you do not torment me for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man for it had often seized him and he was kept under guard bound with chains and shackles and he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness Jesus asked him saying what is your name and he said legion because many demons had entered into him and they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss now a herd of many pigs were feeding there on the mountain so they begged him that he would permit them to enter the into them and he permitted them then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine and the herd ran violently down deep place into the lake and drowned when those who fed them saw what happened they fled and told it in the city and in the country then they went out to see what had happened and came to jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed sitting at the feet of jesus clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid they also who had seen it told them by what means he who had been demon possessed was healed let us start with a quick word of prayer lord our heavenly father we thank you lord for this time we thank you for your grace your mercy that has sustained us that has been with us thus far We thank you that you've given us another opportunity to be in your presence. We thank you that you have added another day graciously into our life. As we spend time in your presence, we pray that you will minister unto us, Master, today. We pray that you will make these words revelatory and make it relevant to our lives. Let your will be done today. Bind every devil that is at war against us. Anoint these lips of clay. in Jesus name we pray amen this is a very common passage and i'm sure at some point in your life or many times you must have heard about this scripture portion but people generally don't like to talk about demons it's a, it's a slightly sensitive topic especially amongst the educated you know once you are well dressed you have more degrees than a thermometer we think demons don't like us and we are sophisticated but i have bad news for you 
the demons just don't care about your versace suit your phd's your bentley's it just does not care all that it needs is a place to reside and when it begins to move it starts tormenting people but i'm not going to get into that portion but i'm here to highlight to you a certain group of uh, people and some incidents and some events and how it is relevant to your life and in my life but i also want to set the context by going a few verses be before this 26th verse and set the platform for you to understand where i am taking you today the bible says that jesus looks at his disciples and says come let's go to the other side that's it all that they had was god's instruction just come with me and let's go to the other side that's it you must understand my dear brothers and sisters we are not in the business of giving orders to god it is god who gives orders to you and me when you are closely knit with god god gives you instructions when you walk closely with god he will tell you it's time to move but the beauty is many things are hidden from you and me as human beings we are always wanting to know what is happening how it is happening what is data say what is the past record say what do i do how do i do when can i go who should i meet we want all the details but unfortunately there will be times when god will tell you and me just move we are not given any instructions we are not given any details about his plan god is a master at hiding everything unless you trust him wholeheartedly unless your faith is kindled every day deep inside of you you cannot walk with god very closely he just tells the disciples just come with me we are going to the other side that's it and they were followed silently just imagine your pastor says come we are going somewhere just follow me that's it next board meeting he'll be on the cross here because everybody wants details i have so many appointments brother i have soccer matches to go for i have the gym to pump my six packs i have cooking classes i have to change diapers that's what i'm doing some of the times these days so we all want details because we have a lot of things to do but let me remind you that your god and my god sometimes does not give details you just have to follow him blindly don't be intimidated by what you don't see sometimes we get scared by what we see but sometimes we get scared by what we don't know if you walk with god there is no room for fear fear and faith cannot go hand in hand so he says come let's go and they go and the bible says that they jump onto a boat and they go to the other side and while traveling there's this massive storm that hits them and the the amazing part is 
the master is in deep slumber you know many times i get yelled at by my wife how in the world do you get to sleep like this so now she's changed my phone setting because whenever i sleep i don't hear when the phone rings or if it's not ringing or it's on silent mode so she somehow went googled it and found out how certain numbers alone can ring even if it is in silent mode and she set it in such a way that it's maximum volume because somehow god has been very kind to me that i can sit and sleep stand and sleep walk and sleep anywhere i can sleep so the master is in deep slumber but the boat is rocking the storms are roaring and everybody is wondering on the boat how is it possible for this man alone to be in deep slumber you know this is a separate sermon by itself i'm scared to touch that so i'm not going to touch this part but it made me wonder for a minute what are the storms that we have created for ourselves that jesus christ has to cross that storm to get into your life and my life have you ever thought about it there are storms that are created by the enemy but there are certain storms there are certain walls that you and me build around our life which christ has to break through and come into your life and my life when i was reading this it hit me so hard and i was sincerely praying that lord break these storms in my life break these walls that i've knowingly or unknowingly built around me so i want you to think today what are the storms that have surrounded you that christ has to cross and sail through and come and touch you but you know this is not the core of my message first 10 minutes warm up so now if you're sleeping again as always it's time to wake up because now is very important so finally they sail through the storm and as soon as they enter into this place called gadarenes there's this man scary no clothes he's jumping and screaming and he comes and falls prostrate at the feet of jesus christ many times we are only looking at this man who has been possessed or we are looking at how christ dealt with him but for a moment i want you to pause and think from the disciples perspective how would have the disciples perceived this episode they have never seen something like this their entire life one scary man who has been living in the tombs who's been cutting himself who's been going through excruciating pain for several days weeks years perhaps suddenly he runs loose and he comes and falls prostrate at the feet of the lord how could or what would have the disciples thought and let me remind you that the demons knew more about jesus than the disciples when this incident was happening the demons knew who the son of god was but quite unfortunately the people who were rubbing shoulders with the lord didn't know the lord of the works many times we are like this we are busy being busy busy doing men ministry busy doing so many things and we think 
we know the lord of our works but quite unfortunately we know only his works because it takes a different level of relationship to understand the god of your works so these demons come and fall prostrate and they begin to worship him but before i get ahead there's one more thing that i want to share with you have you thought about it that jesus christ and his disciples they cross this storm they take all the risk in their life and they come in search of this one man my dear brothers and sisters what does this mean to you and me in your life and in my life we must take certain risks you and me cannot have a risk free life there are certain things we must take risk in our life we must move daringly in our life because without taking risks you don't have rewards you must take some risks in your life to build the kingdom of god to build your family to build your career to build your child to move certain things in your life we must be in a position to take certain risks most often when we sit in the pulpit or when we stand in the pulpit and you are sitting in the pews and listening to the word of god most often it is always the servant of god who has to take the risk but very rarely do we see people going above and beyond and taking risk to build the kingdom of god i want you to think today what are those risks you have taken for the king who went on the cross for you he risked his entire life just for you and me he risked everything for you and me what are the risks that you have taken for the master certain things for you to think about now the demons come and fall prostrate and they begin to worship jesus christ when i was reading this something really struck me hard if you don't have discernment from heaven if you don't have discernment given to you by the mighty holy spirit you will never know which fire is from heaven and which fire is not from heaven let me remind you that demons also know to worship let me remind you that the demons also are doing the right thing we must have this discernment in us in order to find out which fire is from god i am very careful in my life sometimes i have offended some people i don't let any tom dick and harry lay his hands on me i will never let any tom dick and harry lay his or her hand on my family you know why because unless you know which fire is being released through them it is absolutely detrimental for your life 
I don't fall for names. I don't fall for glamour, glitz. All this does not impress me even one percent. If you are anointed and if you have the mighty Holy Spirit in you, you have my full attention. Here is a classic example I want to lay before you, my dear brothers and sisters, where the demons are beginning to worship Jesus Christ. So be very careful when you let people surround you and call you and say that we are worshiping God. And as this event progresses, it becomes very interesting. There is a deep level of conversation that takes place between the demons and the Lord. Had these demons come out with full force and full rage, the Lord would have driven them out in a second. But today I want to show you certain things that we can learn from demons. Unfortunately, we don't learn from the Bible. Unfortunately, we don't learn from servants of God. Unfortunately, we don't want to hear from our elders. So let me help you learn from demons. See how the demons are talking here. See how they are negotiating with the Lord. Here I want to lay for your consideration, my dear brothers and sisters, how these demons are beginning to take this conversation. There are a few things that we should learn from these demons, quite unfortunately. The way they speak. The choice of words. How they interact with the Lord. And because of the way they were speaking and they were requesting, the Bible says, not me. The Bible says that Jesus Christ granted their requests. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Today we don't know how to talk to even our own family members. You hear a nice sermon in the church Sunday morning. As soon as you get into the car, that's it. You saw somebody else 10 minutes back and in the car you are seeing somebody else. Talking is one thing, but these days we go to the next level. Now it's barking. We don't know how to talk to each other quite unfortunately. Some people you have to text. I'm not a fan of texting. I tell my wife, stop sending me texts. She's always texting. If I call her, she gets mad. And the reason why I hate texting, you have to think politically correct. You have to be grammatically correct. You must take into consideration what that person's mindset will be in, which mood they will read this text. You have to look at all these things, especially if you are sending it to Christians. Non-Christians, they are very easygoing, nice people. Yes means yes, no means no. But within the Christian community, the over-righteous spiritual community, you have to answer 10 questions. Why? What? Where? Why not before? Why now? All these questions you'll have to answer via text. So I'm not a big fan of it. That's why most of the time some of my friends and family friends are here. I would never send text messages to them. 
I will pick up the phone and just speak and finish the matter in a minute. And we should learn from these demons how to talk. We are very careful in our workplace. We talk very carefully because we know that if we open our mouth and run our mouth like a tab, the next hour we'll get fired. But we have no control in our homes. I often tell my wife and she also tells me, we can do nine good things, amazing things. But if we save one rotten, stupid, idiotic thing, idiotic thing, the nine good things that we do will get erased. Have you noticed that most of you are sitting so spiritual and pious? So it looks like y'all are always in a very religious, in that religiosity mindset has kicked in for all of you. But I'm a normal man. I get mad, I yell, scream, and then I'll seek forgiveness. So the point I'm trying to drive is you can negotiate so well with the master when you know how to speak. It is, it is definitely something that we need to learn, my dear brothers and sisters. How we speak to our family, how we speak to servants of God. Have you seen some people, how they speak on Facebook? They are the judge and the jury. No control. You know, one of the best things of being raised by my grandmother is she always would say, if you don't have anything good to say, just shut your mouth. And beyond that, if I spoke while talking, have you seen that while speaking, one hand comes so fast, hits you, and it takes you a few seconds to realize what just happened. That's how speed, that's the kind of speed with which she'll hit me. And some of us are so intelligent, right? While speaking... They will want, take only what they want and they'll change the topic. Have you seen that? All are corporate CEOs. Only two minutes time they have. But when they are broken, they are crushed, they will call you, brother, please pray for me. 30 minutes they will vent. But when you speak to somebody, we have no compassion today. The problem is we are all thinking, what, how can it benefit me? And some people, they will say whatever they want. You know, I'm joking, right? Have you seen that? They'll give their peace of their mind. You know, I'm joking, right? Yeah, right. So we should learn from these demons how to speak. I'm getting better with therapy, trust me. I'm no exempt from this. So as they take this conversation to the next level, they begin to negotiate. There's a negotiation that takes place. They say, son of Jesus, son of God, please don't torment us. We will leave this man. This man is not our target. Please don't send us out of this territory. Our target is not this man. Our target is this territory. That's why I've titled this sermon, It's Not About You. The battle that is before you, the storm that is surrounding you, the crushing that you are going through, it is not about you, my dear brothers and sisters. 
If you are called by God, if you are chosen by God, if you are being used by God, and if you walk with God, you must know that the battle is not about you. The battle is about the territory in which God has placed you. These demons say, it's not about this man, we are okay. If it's not this man, we'll get hold of his sister. If it's not this sister, we'll get hold of somebody else. No problem. Which teaches you and me another important lesson. There is nothing to brag about ourselves. Everything that we have in our life, the good things that we enjoy in our life, all of that is given with the mission in mind. How do you use the provisions of God to fulfill the vision of God? Today we are trying to use the provisions given by God to fulfill the vision of our own family, our own mind, our body, our mind and our flesh. That's the problem. When was the last time you thought about the master's mission? When was the last time you thought about the territory in which God has placed you? So they start negotiating. There's a serious negotiation, a deep conversation between these demons and the Lord. <laughs> and I was thinking how these disciples must have reacted. You know, the problem is when I read a text, it comes to life in my head. I have to go deep into that scene and I have to see every scene to understand this well. Because I didn't go to... Any seminary, unfortunately, I didn't have any formal education with theology, unfortunately. So everything has to be reliant on prayer. So I was thinking, how would have these disciples reacted? Have you been at a place, at a stage and at a phase in your life where you don't know what is happening? You're sitting and standing and watching what is happening around you, but you have no clue. You have no control over what is happening. But the most important point here, it's the master who's dealing with all of this. It's the master who's in conversation. If you want the master to be in control, if you want to have the master talk and do everything, you must be silent at times. Did you note in this entire episode, the disciples never uttered a single word. They never stuck their head in between unnecessarily. Have you seen some people, they cannot sleep without knowing what is the latest gossip. What is the next big thing in church? Whose son is dating which girl? Whose daughter is dating which boy? Who's doing what? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? There are times when you have to just zip it up and listen to the master. And be silent. And just watch and see what the master does. Sometimes we have to be mute spectators in order to learn certain life lessons. Can you imagine the kind of lessons these disciples would have been learning? For the first time they are seeing demons get into a deep conversation with the master. 
what an amazing learning right and only when we are silent only when we are observant and we know what the master is doing we learn life lessons so this conversation is going deep and they plead with him and they say it's okay we leave this man but please don't send us out of this territory and to my great surprise he fulfills that request which made me think if the god who created me in my mother's womb the god who knew me even before he formed me if he is permitting the requests of these demons why wouldn't he permit my requests the problem is we don't take our request in supplication and in prayer when you take your needs your deeds your crushing your pain your agony your suffering when you take it to the lord in prayer and in supplication here is an example for you to know that god will fulfill your request and you must know how to talk you cannot go with arrogance into the master's presence you cannot go with vengeance into the master's presence you cannot go with filth and dirt and all kinds of clutter in your mind when you enter into the master's presence and they begin to plead and the, to my great surprise he lets them go which brings me to the final point because i have 3 minutes there are a lot more stuff but maybe another time the bible now says that all of these demons get into this group of pigs that were around and these pigs go and fall into the lake that's it what does this mean to you and me <laughs> you must remember every detail given in the bible has some meaning this precious real estate that god has given you and me has details perfectly matching your life and my life this is a very good reminder my dear brothers and sisters for you and me that if we continue to lead our life like pigs i'm very sorry to use this strong term but if we lead our lives like pigs in filth it is just a matter of times when demons will get into your life and destroy you we have to be very careful with our life we cannot lead our lives with filth and dirt and clutter the bible says this is not what i am saying the bible says that these demons ran into these pigs and they their life came to an end this is what will happen if we continue to lead our life in filth and dirt and do all that the flesh desires it may look like everything is going nice it may look like nobody is watching it may look like everything is going as per your plan but let me remind you as a well-wisher of your soul that at an unexpected time these demons will show up and when these demons show up 
the ending is not going to be so good unexpected death unexpected ending i want you to think pause for a moment and think about people whose lives have come to an unexpected end have you ever thought about it what could be the impact on this generation because we have to be so careful you have to be politically correct you have to be so nice cajol them you have to give them a mental massage otherwise everybody gets offended these days but i want to lay before you my dear brothers and sisters that we have to lead our life very carefully and finally honestly this is the final point i know as preachers we say finally finally and drag it another 10 minutes but honestly this is the final point the bible teaches you and me that it was one man's pain one man's agony that led to a revival for 10 different cities in a place called decapolis it was this one man's pain this one man had to cut himself go through pain be crushed and had to live in the tombs but it was this one man's pain that kick started a revival have you ever thought that there is a purpose behind your pain have you ever thought there is a reason why you have why you are going through certain crushing periods in your life why you are going through such excruciating levels of pain physically mentally emotionally spiritually could it be possible that this pain has a purpose a purpose to impact your territory a purpose to fulfill the master's high call so remember this my dear brothers and sisters the next time you go through pain let me remind you there is a purpose behind that pain and there is a master plan behind that pain so these are the few things that i wanted to lay for your consideration and i'll request pastor to close in prayer god bless you